0: won't you come and meet me at the movies won't you come and watch a flick with me famous scenes with drama queens and heroes acted out there on the silver screen come grab a seat the popcorn is on me
1: Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies, Noel T. Manning II here, hanging out with good buddies, the Cinnamon. that's right, the Cinnamon, <laughs> Douglas Davidson, and Daryl Manzel. So glad to have you guys back with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and I, and I will have to say that um, you know, Thomas was going to join us, but he bowed out, and uh, Greg Tillman, our uh, producer and director, sent me a text and said, thank the Lord thank the Lord so
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know what that means I have no idea what that means but uh, appreciate you guys joining us for this summer special uh, we're going to be looking at summer experiences or uh, you know summer memories for films that stick with us and connect with us in one way or another and uh, I will let uh Daryl go first because we're going to go in alphabetical order, so it's D-A instead of D-O. So, Daryl, okay. I'll let you dive in first, man. Give us uh, give us a summer memory. Talking
2: about summer memories, I love summer blockbusters. And when I think about summer blockbusters, these days the first one that comes to my mind is the Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers, not the 1990s The Avengers. Um, this is back when you could do a, uh, a full binge of MCU movies because there's only like six so our our local Alamo Draft House did just that. We paid our our fifty bucks or whatever, and they showed all the preceding MCU movies and timed it as such, where um, the first Captain America ended at about eleven forty, but they couldn't you know legally play that midnight spring of Avengers until twelve. So we just had that twenty minutes of electricity in the in the theater of. <laughs> of, of, of <laughs> Theorizing, and I hope I see this, and I hope I see that, and it's just not one of my favorite summer memories, but one of my favorite film-going memories altogether. Just the whole theater of people hyped for, you know, six movies, and everyone's talking over everybody in the movies because we'd all seen them a million times, or we're quoting them back and <laughs> forth, and it was just a really great time. So when I think summer blockbusters, a lot of the times that experience, watching The Avengers, comes to mind.
1: Well, and there's also something about that experience, like you said, of being with others who were like-minded and wanting to engage in it, especially uh, leading up to that. And so, good, good, cool, very cool. Douglas, any thoughts on uh, on Daryl? Do you think he's wrong, or do you uh, do you have? Any... Oh, absolutely.
3: <laughs> do I think he's wrong? Uh, not about this. <laughs> not about this specifically. <laughs> this, this, this for me is actually on my list of favorite summer movie experiences. Uh, In particular, feeling not just the energy of the room before the movie started, but while it was happening. I will never forget, my my audience absolutely exploded upon the single word. Smash. Smash. (laughs) As soon as he says Hulk, the audience flipped out. We all just, we were out of our seats. It was so fantastic. And there's some movies where getting caught up in it like that just makes the experience better. And the Avengers had several of them, but that was the one. That was the one. We we thought it couldn't get any better than, uh, that's my secret cap, I'm always angry. But then this moment happened, and we just went bananas. So, yeah, no, Avengers, good call.
1: Well, very, very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, I will, uh, I will go with Avengers Endgame. Uh, we're going to keep the Avengers thing going. I was going to talk about this a little later in the show, but from 2019, not that long ago. But think about it. But was it 2019? Was it, it was 2019. Wow. Uh, the culmination of Marvel's Infinity War saga, mm-hmm. you know, everything that I wanted and more happened in this movie. And I got to go to an early screening in Atlanta to check this out with my son, Thomas and there were moments in the film that really were just kind of these awe-inspiring moments there were so many of them and i still still to this day get chills when uh captain america wields thor's hammer yeah. and there's just something about that particular moment the portal scene that follows um love that movie and i just remember these gasp whenever certain scenes were happening. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if you haven't seen it, I probably should have given you a spoiler alert, but <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, <laughs> I'm sorry. Where you been? Where you been? So uh, that is a, uh, an experience film for me from uh, the summer of 2019. Even though it was released a little earlier, it lasted for quite a while, for quite a while.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a staple in our house since it hit home video. Uh, Over the last couple of years, it's just one of those movies that even though it's three hours long, it's paced so well. And each of those segments are so strong on their own that you just you can't help but just sit and watch it all over again. Yeah, Uh, you can't you can't watch just like five minutes. You have to to just it's time for a time heist. You go on the time. That's how it works.
1: Absolutely. Well, Douglas, since uh, since Daryl started, I'm going to go back to you. Give us something else on your list and we'll go back to Daryl. Uh, Mine is less of
3: of an audience experience, more of a personal one. A lot of the ways that I got into movies was by watching them with my family. And most of those were age appropriate. There were the occasional ones that weren't. And this is a film that is on my list. 1995's Desperado, directed (laughs) by Robert Rodriguez. My father wanted to go out to a movie with me. And there were a couple of films in theaters, and we were going to go to the small sort of independent theater in in my hometown, the Grandin. And it was showing Pulp Fiction, which my dad went, no, no, that film's too violent. We can't go see that. And so we go see Desperado. We walk in late, a little late. So we miss the initial setup, and instead we walk into the gunfight at the start of the movie and then proceed to watch the rest of it. I immediately became a Salma Hayek fan through this film. For many reasons. But. But. I will never forget. Because the expression of. Of we can't see Pulp Fiction. Because it's too violent. My dad looked at me as we walked down, And went well I'm glad we didn't go see the violent film. (laughs) Like. Desperado is a film that. I mean I love that film for many many reasons. Jokes aside. Uh, I love the the structure of it. The music. Uh, Tito and Tarantula. Both as actors and performers are fantastic. And it's just—it's just a great form of DIY filmmaking that you don't see a lot of these days. And Robert has made a career out of doing that kind of great filmmaking. But it's just, just a fantastic movie, and to have that tied with this experience with my dad is just wonderful.
1: Yeah, marvelous choice, marvelous choice, and uh, <laughs> like you said, experience. No, no, the Avengers was a marvelous. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. get sorry. out! Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right.
2: Daryl, what else on your list, buddy? Uh, another one on my list is the 2009 Star Trek. Um, currently holding the record for most watches in one day. Some, uh, something I've talked about a couple of times on Paprika. I was down here in Charlotte before I was living here, uh, waiting, waiting for my daughter to be born. Had be back up in Maryland. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch the midnight screening of it, the midnight showing of it, and then just immediately hit the road up to Maryland, uh, you know, right at, right from the theater. So that's what I did. I saw it at midnight, 2 a.m. hit the road, got back up to uh, to Maryland that Friday, and I was like, well, oh, it's only 9 a.m., I'm Wait a little bit and I'll go catch the matinee. So then I went and watched the matinee. And then later on that day, my friends were like, hey, we're all off work. We want to go see Star Trek. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea to me. (laughs) So, yeah, that first day I ended up watching it uh, three times, two different states. It's such a fun movie. It was a refreshing shot in the arm that the Star Trek franchise needed. And it is to date probably my favorite J.J. Abrams movie, and I will watch it at any point at any time. I love
1: it. (laughs) Very cool. Now, are you a Star Trek fan or just a Star Trek movie fan?
2: I am very much a Star Trek fan. A lot lot of people weren't fans of these rebooted ones because they like their Star Trek a little bit more philosophical and and human in nature, whereas this tends to to lean a little bit heavy on the action. But uh, I say, why not both? And I enjoy both for, for equal reasons
1: awesome awesome we'll have to uh, bring you on and just have a uh, star trek-a-thon uh meet me at the movies at some point and just talk through uh
2: absolutely star Trek, uh
1: cinema and uh tv and streaming so it's all over the place now.
2: yeah it is i'm there for all of it
1: <laughs> well daryl manzel douglas davidson joining us right here on meet me in the movies i'm Noel T. manning ii uh, and i'm going to go back to my childhood the very first movie i remember seeing in theaters by myself My mom dropped me off, and I I think every other kid in town was dropped off, and their parents took off and did who knows what. It was Tom Sawyer from 1973, Jodie Foster uh, starring as Becky Thatcher, uh, Johnny Whitaker, the uh, curly-headed ginger as the title character of of Tom Sawyer. Uh, I remember watching this film. Although it was released in March of that year, it didn't really make a a, a big kind of splash until the summer, until all the kids are out of school. And uh, I've always loved this Mark Twain story of adventure and uh, the characters that were tied into it, Huck Finn and, and Tom Sawyer, of course, and so many others. Uh, but one of the things that I loved about it was it had adventure, it had young love, and it had truly memorable tunes, because this was a musical version uh, of Tom Sawyer. and There was uh, and, and a guy named Richard Sherman from Disney fame, uh, adapted this uh, from a screenplay and also the music and the songs, uh, there was a memorable tune called The Faction that I remember quite well, and I was walking around singing that song afterwards. Now, I, I don't know that I can remember all the words now, but, but some of it I could. Uh, and here's a side piece of trivia, Re- uh, Reader's Digest? Reader's Digest produced and distributed this film. So uh, how many other films can you say that Reader's Digest had a be So So there you go. Uh, a very early movie memory because it was the first one I got to see kind of on my own. Tom Sawyer from 1973. Batman. <laughs> Batman for me.
3: <laughs> really? Michael Keaton's Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. That was my first solo experience.
2: What about you, Daryl? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember. Like the earliest one I remember is the the first Mission Impossible ninety six, but something tells me there was there was something before that. I just can't, just can't, can't
1: call it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's too bad that Daryl doesn't have a good memory. I mean, you and I <laughs> immediately we knew, <laughs> we knew.
3: He's just no, he seen too many. Position. He's seen too many movies. <laughs> okay. That's all. <laughs> Too many memories. All right,
1: we're gonna we're gonna take a, a quick quick intermission. We'll come back with more uh, right here on Meet Me the Movies. We are talking about uh, summer movie memories, uh, films that connected to us, or experiences that connected to us at the theaters in the summer. Uh, stick around. We'll be right Why back. You come
0: and meet
1: let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat welcome back to meet me at the movies uh noel manning here noel t manning second (laughs) gotta get it right along with (laughs) douglas davidson and daryl manzel and this is summer movie memories that connect to us these experience films or experiences at the theater Volume one, because we've already decided during the intermission we're going to do a volume two and maybe a volume three. So this is not this is not the end of this. This is not the end of this. Uh, all right. Uh, Daryl, coming back to you, man. Uh, give us something else on your uh, on your call sheet. Coming back to me. Uh, Twister
2: is up next on my list. I absolutely adore everything about this movie. It's it's fun. It's funny. It's got heart. Uh, a little bit of entry. It respects science. Uh, I love this movie to death. I I saw it in the middle of a hurricane at the theater. <laughs> like uh, and it was just horrible weather came through. the The lights were flickering in the theater. Um, there were there were parts where the action would die down for little character development, and you would just hear the wind rocking. Outside the theater, and I was like, "I'm not sure if this is part of the movie, if this is part of actual real life," and just to come out and see like trees bending over in the wind, it was just such a, a weird, surreal experience for me and my friends to come out and be like, "Oh my god, we're in the movie right now!" And it's it still remains just due to the surreal circumstances of watching the movie, one of my favorite uh summer movie memories. I love that movie,
1: dude. That is awesome. That is awesome. I, same thing happened with me and Jaws. I saw Jaws at the beach, but I, I'll give you that story a, a, a lot later. Uh, Twister is one of the all-time favorite films for uh, for me and my bride. Uh, we love disaster flicks, and uh, and that was a film that was uh, that was early on in our, uh, our our love life. So yeah, Twister. I, I'm with you on that one, man. I'm with you.
3: Right on. Same cow.
1: Same cow. Same <laughs> cow. The extreme, man. It's the extreme. <laughs> the extreme. No, <laughs> was actually, it, was
3: on, it was on TV a couple days ago. We were watching it at yeah. work. I love it. Love I was it. about to say, it came on, so you, you watched it, because that's what happened. Oh, yeah. That's out. what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there are certain films like that. that It doesn't matter if you're flipping channels. When it, when you get to it, you're like, okay, i got to watch it. We're I stuck watch now. i the rest of it. We're stuck now. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All right, Douglas, what else is on your list?
3: Uh, another one on my list is another one from the same year as Desperado, 1995. I think I've talked about it on the show before, probably for, not for this reason, though. Uh, this would be Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever. I saw this at a midnight screening with my eldest brother. Now my brothers and I were roughly two, two and a half years apart from each other. So my eldest brother is about four, four and a half years apart from I and he's a big kid big big kid (laughs) so he's driving for for us to go to this screening i go to get into we're borrowing my mom's van i go to get into the car in the garage the lights are off so the only light we have is when we open up the doors well i hop in and he goes hold on a second he runs off i don't know where he's gone or what's going on but the next time he opens up the door and the light turns on, there he is wearing a Batman's cowl, scared <laughs> the crud out of me. I was, I just wasn't expecting it. And yes, he wore it to the screening. So that combined with just the energy of the, of the theater, because the people that go to midnight screenings, they are super excited. Super, super excited. And I've worked a number of, of midnight screenings when I worked at uh, Kiss Night 5.1. So I know what the, that energy's like, and with Batman Forever, it was there. Is the movie great? Well, I enjoy it. Not everybody does, but yes. between, it is great.
1: <laughs> but between
3: <laughs> that audience and my brother kickstarting it at our house, it is just a memory that I cherish.
1: Well, I, I am I am talk about experienced films because of what you're doing or what's happening around you. And in nineteen eighty two I was working at Summer Camp. And uh, there was a midnight screening of Rocky Three, And uh, we had a free weekend, and I was in, in Denton, North Carolina, so we had to drive like an hour or two to this theater because there's nothing in Denton, North Carolina a movie theater, that's for sure. So a free weekend, uh, we went to see this, and I showed up to the theater wearing boxing gear. I had boxing <laughs> gloves. Nice. Yep. I had boxing gloves, and I had like this you know, boxing headgear, and I was walking <laughs> around <box> going, no, <laughs> no, and so, yes, I wore them in the screening, and I kept them on the whole time, and so anytime something really cool happened, I'd go up with my boxing gloves go,
0: whoo! <laughs> so,
1: the, the experience of me doing something nutty like that, plus just being with a group of friends that were just as crazy as I was, so it was this pure friendship-induced experience. For Rocky Three, and so that's definitely uh, on my list of summer experience films. <laughs> oh,
2: Love it. That's great. Love it.
3: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: That's a, that's a very Nolte Manning III, <laughs> if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yes,
1: it is. Yes, it is. All right, Daryl, what else you got, buddy?
2: Uh, up next on my list, man, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, this was. This was a movie I saw by myself. I went to a screening of it. Aww. Uh Not a whole lot of people <laughs> in the so theater. The, yeah, whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, and, and it's one of those, it just immediately, like, like maybe 30, 40 minutes in, I was like, oh, this movie is going to beat something. And I just remember that was a summer that me singing its praises to anyone who would listen, you have to go see Mad Max Fury Road. People were like, I I don't know. I I saw Beyond Thunderdome, I don't think we need any more. And I'm like, no, this this is something completely different. Mm-hmm. This is something new. And it just seemed like it it kind of swept the country by storm. We were still maybe maybe really getting wound into phase two of the MCU so they hadn't hit the epic proportions that they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's still room for conversation for other things during the summer. And one of those other things was Fury Road and just the 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 craft and the the practical effects and all that. It's
3: just it was just a a great experience in the theater. It's an incredible experience in the theater. Like that's 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 a movie I am so grateful I saw and when I saw it I didn't love it. I didn't. I walked out of that going I have no idea what the heck happened. I'm not sure I liked this, I this. but I kept thinking about it and I kept thinking about it. And so I went back and I went, this is amazing. I get it now. Because <laughs> whatever expectations I had for it going in, I think the experience didn't mesh, but but it stuck with me. And that is that is one of the few movies that it's like, somebody gets a, a brand new, never had 4K setup, Fury Road, yeah. test it with Fury Road. Oh, yeah. You get a new surround sound right. system? Fury Road. That's that's what you put yes. in there. That's your base level. Yeah.
1: yeah, it really is. And it was a film that continued to stay strong, in my mind, throughout the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, when it came to year-end, voting uh, and thinking about the best of the year, that one was there. Uh, And it it didn't hurt that I got to interview Junkie XL, who did the soundtrack around that same time when it was released. And so that gave it a whole other experience for appreciation, Uh, and he he talked about how he got involved in the project, and uh, it was just, that was a, that was, that made the experience even better. So yeah, Fury Road, man, awesome choice, awesome, awesome choice. All right, uh, Douglas, what else do you have, buddy? Well,
3: uh, because you talk about the audience experience, it's not always just the, the personal stuff. It's not just whether or not you go alone. One of my favorite cinematic memories was being in college and going to films with my friends. Uh, I'm, I met a bunch of people that had a similar love for movies. And so if there was something that we were super excited about, we'd always go as a group. Uh, We might go out to dinner first, we might go see the movie first, whatever it was, but then we'd end up talking about it after. What I will never forget, and I was getting ready to graduate in 2003 from UNC Asheville, go Bulldogs, (laughs) uh, getting ready to graduate, X2 X-Men United came out. And this movie was the first time we really got to see, for example, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine Let Loose. We didn't really get to see a lot of that in this first one. They set the groundwork. We really got to see a lot of these characters that we knew from the comics really get to to be who they are. But I will never forget at the end of the movie with all the fighting going on, I turned to my right and everybody that I was sitting next to, all of my friends, you could see clear straight down through. Because everybody was sitting forward. Uh, everybody was so into what was happening that they were sitting forward. Not a single back was touching the seat. And, of course, it all culminated with seeing the phoenix starting to rise up and everybody exploded. Yeah. The closest I've gotten to that was actually watching Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with Daryl, <laughs> who I swear... Once they started going through the multiverse, <laughs> he was just sitting forward, and I kept looking over, <laughs> and he did not he did not relax wow. until uh, Pizza Papa could relax. <laughs> it was, it was kind of great. So that's wow. uh, just just seeing all of my friends get so into it was just wonderful. It's it's a memory my that's wife and I awesome. still talk about. Crystal was there. We weren't dating, but she was there.
1: Well, it, it, it is so much. Um, the theatrical experience is about being with others, and while I love watching movies at home on my laptop or just at home in solitude, there are certain films that are mm-hmm. made so much better when you're able to do them and be in, be in them with a crowd, with, with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked about so many of those, and uh, the the last one I'm probably going to be able to talk about today goes back to nineteen. To 19- Ninety-one. I was working on Last of the Mohicans. And the um, cool thing about, about it is I, I got to work with some of the special effects wizards, the explosive experts, and the stunt double for Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it was the perfect film for that summer, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And um, actually, um, there were some college friends that were around, and so I invited them, so we all went. In Asheville, North Carolina, to watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So I had friends from college, yet I also had these newfound friends who were in the film industry watching this movie. And that experience of watching it with people that, that I was in school with, but yet people that I was in film school with as well. And some of those that were involved in the making of that film, man, it just it it was it was front row a front-row, center understanding of the film industry and the appreciation for the filmmaking experience. And after that film, um, my love of film changed dramatically. And I really got to understand the art and entertainment of cinema in a completely different way because of that experience and because of the people that I was with as well. So Terminator 2, a judgment. And it didn't hurt that it was just such a cool film on the big screen with big sound. That didn't, that didn't hurt yes. at all.
2: Yes, Yeah, it is one of the all-time greats when it comes to to action movies. And it's one of those, it's like, you know, not every film has to be about the human experience. Sometimes you just want to get swept up and and be entertained and be told a dope story. And that's what T2 does.
1: Well, our guests right here on Meet Me the Movies, uh, Douglas Davidson and Daryl Manziel, the cinnamon. Uh, we'd love for, for you to uh, share... Uh, How people can find you uh, and your work. Uh, Daryl, we'll start with you, buddy. Uh,
2: You can find my work. uh, Paprika Reviews is uh, is the website. P O P R I K A, like paprika with an O instead of an A. And that way you can go, uh, all the reviews, all the podcasts are there. You can find me on Twitter at Seed Alicious. S E E D A L I C
3: I O U S.
1: All right, D2, what about you, buddy? Uh, You can find my
3: work at elementsofmadness.com, and all of my socials are there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel, and, you know, just as a paprika, it's a very fine establishment. You guys should go check that out. It's where you can also listen to the sentiment. So make sure to come in and check us out.
1: Awesome. Well, Daryl and Douglas, we appreciate both of you always uh, coming to spend time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. And uh, if you would, hang around through the credits. We'll go ahead and uh, lock in the calendar for Volume 2 of Summer Movie Experiences uh, right here on C19 TV and WGWG. And until next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II. For all the cast and crew right here, that's a wrap.
0: Many films to view until next time we see you we'll gladly fill you in we'll tell about the happy and the sad ones we'll talk about the good ones and the bad ones many films to view till we meet again